Welcome to episode six of Ready, Set, Invest, a podcast where we share stories about successful entrepreneurs and explore business opportunities in emerging industries in Medicine Hat, Alberta. I'm your host, Amanda Simonek. This episode, we ask Medicine Hat's mayor, Ted Clugston, how the city attracted cryptocurrency and cannabis companies to set up shop. We'll also discuss how to balance the industry's need for utilities with the communities, as well as next steps. So to give some background, the two new companies from emerging industries landed in Medicine Hat this year. Cryptocurrency mining company Hut 8 chose Medicine Hat for the site of its new data center, bringing 42 new jobs to the city. Aurora Cannabis is building a 1.2 million square foot cannabis production facility, bringing about 450 new jobs. Although they are two very different industries, they have similar reasons for choosing Medicine Hat. Those reasons include competitive electricity prices and the city's reception to new business. So how does a city diversify and land new employers? Here to talk about this is Mayor Ted Cluxton. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. My pleasure to be here. So we're talking about Medicine Hat's reception of new industries, cryptocurrency and cannabis today. Um, So how does a city go about attracting emerging industries to set up? Well, first of all, the reception has been absolutely amazing. Amazed by how interested people are in the the cannabis and the Aurora Sun, as well as the cryptocurrency, the Hut8 and the Bitfury. It's been amazing, the response on the street. Now, how we go about attracting new business? Well, of course, we have Invest Medicine Hat, which uh, you're very aware of. And um, when it came to Aurora Sun, of course, we just basically used some old school selling techniques, the old 10-3-1, ask 10, maybe three will talk to you and maybe one will come. So we sent out a, a blank letter uh, to anybody that was interested in perhaps uh, in, in the, in the uh, medicinal marijuana industry. And we just, uh, would you like to kind of mess that and see what we have? And, uh, luckily, uh, we had some initial interest from Aurora, and uh, at first they just send one person just to kind of see what's if you're legit, and then uh, they seemed to like what we saw. What they saw, uh, we showed them around. It was very interesting with with Aurora. Is that uh, one of their number one questions was always, you know, what can my employees do here? Will my employees like living here? Will my employees have something to do? So that was kind of a lead-in for us to show them the recreational facilities in Medicine Hat, and we showed them the uh, leisure center expansion and the new event center and. And I think maybe we went, went down to the Esplanade as well. And so that was kind of that initial contact. And then obviously that representative went back and, and told his superiors and a few more came and then a few more came and then all of a sudden we were in a full flown, uh, full-fledged uh, selling mode when uh, basically the, the CEO was here and, and, his, and his staff. And we talked about you know medicine hats advantages and it, and it went very very well so it starts from an initial contact with a, with a basically a cold call or a letter and then it just went from there hot eight was a little bit different um and that investment hat wasn't really involved uh, they approached us because of our utility rates and uh, we had some contacts within city hall that knew about uh, some of this cryptocurrency mining and they first came as the actually as bitfury the trick maker uh, to see if we were what our power rates were like and what the uh, investment environment was here, so kind of two different paths, but uh, quite interesting outcomes. Mm, and the utilities were both kind of a big attractant there, Huge. weren't they? So even even a hundred years ago, we were called the Pittsburgh of the West, and the reason people came here for manufacturing was cheap gas and cheap electricity. And ironically or not ironically, 
the reason Bit Fury and uh, sorry HUD eight and uh, Aurora Sun are here are cheap electricity and cheap gas. One hundred and ten years later, so we had rather than taking that shotgun approach, uh, just trying to attract every industry from Amazon to zoos, we went after what we thought we had a competitive advantage, and of course these two industries we did. What advice do you have for other cities that are looking to diversify, maybe attract some of these types of industries? Well, first of all, don't, because we want them. <laughs> but <laughs> if I put on my more diplomatic hat, I'll go back to that shotgun versus rifle approach. Know what your strengths are. Um, I mean, if you are a, a Toronto and you're trying to attract that Amazon and you've got the international airport and you've got the, the skilled workforce, maybe that's what you go after and not a, a medicinal greenhouse because your electricity prices are, are skyrocketing in Ontario. So don't go after something that you really don't have a chance. You're going to be wasting your time. So take that rifle approach. So maybe do an analysis of what are you good at and what do you have a chance of, of uh, accomplishing or you know, what kind of industries can you attract. So I think that's the most important thing, and I think that's what we did, and that's what the Invest Medicine Hat does as well. We know our strengths and we know our weaknesses. On the reverse side, we're not going to get a 50,000-job Amazon uh, to in Medicine Hat because we don't even have an international airport to begin with. So right, take that off the table, right off the bat. Those things that you don't have, you know, you don't judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Like it's just not going to happen. Um, but you know, it go after, and then you have to be uh, persistent. You have to as I said, ten, three, one. You might have to ask a hundred. And you'll get one yes and one maybe, and then you uh, really got to show off your strengths and, uh, and and come across as welcoming and open for business. I think that's the second part. And then in this new day and age, I think it, we're looking at employees want to know, can they live, work, and play in the community? Like, uh, yeah, maybe I can get a job here, but the traffic is terrible. There's no recreation facilities. There's nothing for my kids to do. That takes three hours to get to violin lessons. So, you, you know, you have to know your strengths and weaknesses. Um, so now that you've attracted a couple of new emerging industries, how do you see the city moving forward in the next five years? Well, you know, it's been great to have this success. And I've been joking a little bit with the you know, sports that you're only as good as your last Aurora Sun announcement. What have you done for me lately? You know, you get these very big announcements when people, now there's this, this bated breath, this anticipation. Well, they got those two. There must be more and more and more coming. And... Um, Yes, we are interested in more and more, but of course now we have uh, we have to ask ourselves some of those tough questions. How fast do we want to grow? We've been so focused on growth here in Mississippi and population increase, but but the, do we want to be 100,000 people? Do we want to be 200,000 people? Maybe we actually like the way Medicine Hat is right now and we don't want the hassles of a 200,000 population. So now I think it's managing growth here in Medicine Hat. Uh, sure, we, we were welcoming to new industries. Of course, we have to do some of the infrastructure upgrades because these industries, these two that we have attracted, of course, are very power hungry. And uh, we are an island here in Medicine Hat, or we have what we call stranded assets, and we only have so much generating capacity. So we have to look at maybe investing in more capacity as well. But these things came quickly and, and almost as a surprise. Two years ago, nobody was talking about medicinal marijuana, and nobody was talking about blockchain or cryptocurrency. Um, so quickly being able to adapt to maybe what a new industry might need uh, is maybe what we have to look forward to going forward. So I just want to go back to one point where you said be welcoming to industry with open arms because I thought that was interesting. How do you like present yourself that way to like you know big companies like Aurora? Absolutely. So Aurora is like the perfect example. We brought 
when they came in with their, you know, their senior executive, we brought our senior executive. Uh, there, was a, there was a lot of salary in the room, frankly, so that we could answer questions right away. Now, Medicine Hat has an advantage in that we are the utility provider in a one-stop shop. So they could come to us for land, utilities, gas, electricity, uh, development permits, building permits. So everything was in one house, which is the city hall. And so I think that helped uh, Land Aurora. But when they came, we showed them we were, we were trying to use the mantra, yes, if. You can say, well, yes, if we can maybe change the land use by or yes, if we can get a power supply there. Yes, if, not just no, because we don't have it. So I think that's important. And I think also knowing who you're trying to attract, um, you know, doing your research beforehand, understanding the industry, being able to ask some hard questions, but also have the knowledge to know enough about, say, Aurora, Aurora, what they're doing, what they are, what their CEO is interested in, what their other people in there in, are interested in. Um, so I think that we showed them when they came here that we were we wanted, and I think it was actually even even more so than electricity prices, gas prices, and sunshine. One of the other things, and what their employees were going to do, they were really, really interested in community acceptance. They did not want to go into a community where uh, if all of a sudden they start building and people start chaining themselves to the fence outside their building or protesting or saying, we don't want this in our backyard. So we, we really assured them that they were welcome and that they would, that wouldn't happen. You know, having these companies land in your city takes time. Um, how long did it take for you to attract these two? Hot eight was quick. I got to tell you, they move fast, those guys. But, you know, of course, they're, they're, the cryptocurrency thing is exploding. It's all about market share and who can get that dominant, not unlike Aurora Sun as well. But they were very quick set up. They were ready to go. So the timing on that one was really only about six months. I mean, they're already up and running. Uh, with Aurora Sun, it took a little longer. There were much more logistics involved because there was, you know, more difficult land, more difficult servicing, more difficult power purchase agreement because their load isn't as good as, say, uh, a 24-7, 365 load, which is HUD-8 versus there's a variable load, HUD-Aurora's is. And uh, just the scale of Aurora Sun is just, you know, when you're building the largest greenhouse in the world, um, the scale is unbelievable. So there were a lot more moving pieces with the Aurora Sun, and the private sector was more heavily involved uh, on the land side. And so trying to juggle all those balls was, was a little bit more difficult. So once again, I think we started with them in August and announced in April. Are we out of power? So, so we're not out of power. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Um, there's what we call shoulder seasons, um, but we have to be very careful. There's that four days out of the year, the first week of August, when it's a really <laughs> hot week of July, and it's still hot in August, yeah. when our air conditioner load is, is high. So unfortunately for those four, five, six days, we have to have all this capacity sitting waiting just in case. Yeah. Um, so there's really unique things we can do with what we call power shaving, you know, getting the industries like how to scale back a little bit up for those four days. And they've agreed to do some, some of these things that we can do. Because um, on the shoulder, the, the April, May, June, and the September, October, November, we have more than enough for twice these industries. Okay. So it's just trying to figure out with expectations, managing expectations of new industry, which just so you can understand scale. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on a May day when it's not when it's say 20, 22 degrees Celsius, the entire city of Madison Hat, the entire city from the college to Canadian fertilizer to Methanex to the schools to every light in the city is about 100 megawatts of power. That's how much consumption is going on. These two industries together could use 84. So basically almost as much as the entire city in Maine. Um, so it's, it's astronomical the amount of power that they're pulling. 
Um, the city of Mesonat has currently on, on tap, or we have the ability to generate 255 megawatts. So even with 100 base load and another 80, that's 180, we still have that 70 megawatts of room. The problem is, is August, when the air conditioners come in, and they will take that other 70. So we just have to manage expectations and be careful about that we don't, you know, that we, our citizens frankly come first. Mm. They own the utility, and it would be, we just can't have a rolling brownout for the city. So we, we, we've, we've anticipated this, and we've negotiated contracts. I can't say what's in it, but they're called PPAs, Power Purchase Agreements, and we've worked this out and, and planned for it. We also have to be careful that any, at any one time a generator could go down. So we kind of have to plan for that, that yes, we have 255 megawatts total capacity, but what if one failed? And one of our major ones failed, and that's, let's say, 42 comes offline right away. Then, you know, so we have to manage some of those expectations. Okay. So there's quite a plan in place. There's then. a plan in place, actually. Um, we talked a little bit about power, about the emerging industries. Um, so, yeah. One other thing. So oh. um, I'm really, you know, I like to do ribbon cuttings. <laughs> so <laughs> I like to open a new restaurant. I just did, did, you know, I do these all the time. So, and it's great. I just did the new Boston Pizza, which is a fantastic location. And it seems to be doing very well. But, and nothing against it. But it's I call it inside the shoebox. It's money that's when you go when you go to Boston Pizza and you have the pizza there and you pay your bill. That money goes to the waitress and the local cooks and stuff. Some of it goes outside, but most of that money just gets recirculated inside Medicinat, so it's not new money. These two industries, Aurora and Canadian Fertilizer, of course, Methanex, Cancarb as well. But Aurora and Hot Eight, they're not selling. You're not going to drive up to Aurora and buy a bag of wheat. They are selling their product to the world, and so that's the world's money coming in to Medicine Hat in the form of wages and services. Now that's new money, and that's new money for new jobs, and those jobs can now go to Boston Pizza or and, and spend it inside the shoebox as well. So it's very important to have these industries that bring money from the world to Medicine Hat, and luckily with these two, especially with the cryptocurrency mining, that's all outside money. That's money coming from all over the world instantaneously. And so that's good for our economy. And as we know, the money multiplier effect, you know, each dollar gets spent six, seven, eight times over. So that, you know, you get $18 million worth of wages. Well, those new wages may be spent six or seven times. So it's the, it could be $100 million worth of growth to the city. So that's one thing I like about these two new industries. Thanks very much for coming in today. <laughs> my pleasure. So let's check in with May's economic indicators. Medicine Hat's unemployment rate was 5.1% in May, according to data from Statistics Canada, with a standard error of 1.8%. Year over year, it was a decrease of 1.1%. And for the housing market, Medicine Hat's median home price was $260,500 in May, according to the latest statistics from Medicine Hat Real Estate Board. The majority of homes and properties sold were in the $200,000 to $399,000 range. In 2017, the median home price was about $247,000. So how far can your $260,000 go in Medicine Hat? In July, we'll feature a home in that range on our website, so stay tuned for that. And thanks for listening. You can find us online at investmedicinehat.ca, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, or your favorite podcast app.